0: Oh, the precious narrative. And now to rising voting threats. Intelligence officials say extremists could target election-related infrastructure, personnel, or even voting sites. Talk a little bit about what the threat environment is ahead of this election. And another big question, can people be confident their vote will count? What authorities are paying close attention to is the potential that domestic extremists could attack down the stretch to the midterm elections. That assault against the speaker's husband was another wake-up call. Yes, a homeless Canadian illegal immigrants who may well have been led into the house by Paul Pelosi. That's an indication that right wing militias are going to go attack polling places. The narrative shift It's just phenomenal. Right wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next Presidential election. Uh, Of course, uh, high turnout and voter suppression can take place at the same time. They don't have to be, uh, one doesn't have to happen on its own. They could be happening at the same time. Oh, yes. So, on this day after the election, as we spent last hour talking about the results as we see them now, what if we spent more time on the every second of the day election? I wonder what would get us further as humans. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And in addition to uh, sodaweightloss.com mushroom soup, which I love, I've been reduced to drinking tea with lemon in it in order to try to get my voice back. its I hate to start with a complaint. I'm so grateful for the resources God provides to help my throat heal. I'm grateful for the the money the Lord provides to be able to buy tea, but tea is awful. There's exactly one good tea in the world, and it's Pike Place tea, and we don't have any. There's a Pike Place a Pike Place spice tea, like cinnamon, orangey. That's the only tea that tastes. And I know I know I'm offending a lot of people. I I pretended to like tea when I first started dating uh, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, because she liked tea. She was polite. I have my dearest friend. He's a brother to me. I love him. I would give him two kidneys. He and his wife love tea, and they, they, they have this beautiful, amazing tea from China. I guess that tea tastes. In, in, in their defense, that tea tastes. So maybe that's the second tea. But this tea, I don't know, I'm going to make it through the show. I do have some bone frog to, as a backup, of course. There is this election that happens. It's happening now. In fact, I already blew it. I already blew it. We we are in a daily, minute by minute election as citizens of a nation, and I already blew it with opening my hole in the first thing out as a complaint. Now that's difficult to do after or to not do after watching the framing. The the, the the narrative framing prior to yesterday was just so obvious. We'll talk about the Politico's article that puts, do you remember safest, most secure election in history? You know what's crazy? They plum forgot how to secure elections. Yeah, they forgot. They don't know how to do it anymore. They had it figured out in 2020. Then the guidebook got lost and they fired that guy, uh, Tony. And Dwight, those two guys who worked in IT, now they can't secure elections. It was it, the AP got in on it. CBS News was all over it. NBC affiliates. The, it, it was just the stamped message. This is now the new the new message. Our elections are loosey goosey messes. Anybody can hack them. journalists continue to be the least aware people in the world least self-aware that that and this is again good news in that we are able to see this stuff the the figurehead of course was all over this attack from the pre- I'm, I'm already being told if they went back to the house and senate they're going to impeach me i don't know what the hell they'll impeach me for <laughs> No, I, I no, I'm not joking. And then, and then, then, and then, re- I could think of some things: uh, draining our strategic petroleum reserves to the lowest point in history, uh, your kids being in hawk to China, and you in hawk to China. Uh, the fact that you're a walking, breathing national security risk. The fact that you refuse to secure our border and do your constitutional duty. The fact that your so-called student aid bailout is wildly unconstitutional. The fact that you left our military equipment behind in Afghanistan. I mean, Joe, I could think of a whole host of reasons uh, to impeach you. Is Kevin McCarthy, Or this is this something that these people are capable of? Well, I think we know the answer to that when it comes to Kevin and Mitch and... We'll see how this new Congress shakes things out, if at all. Wait till you hear the framing from the Associated Press and political on this. And still, you know what? My heart, it's all beaten fast. It's all stressful to me. And here I am trying to talk about the most important election that we get to vote in. Hey, we, we get to vote with our dollars. That's an old cliche, but it's a really, really too, a true cliche. And there's reasons things become cliches because often they're true. You know, Mike Lindell has, any other person would have folded. This is a very Trumpian thing. I can see why they're friends. Any other person would have folded, have been kicked in the teeth like he's been around his opinion around the 2020 elections. And he stays to the core of what he does. I just read this piece in the uh, the disgraced seattle times that calls mike lindell an infomercial king and how the infomercial king has has twisted his empire around the big lie this is the same seattle times that was publishing stories about how russia might hack this election in 2022 but not 2020 now it was the safest most secure election in history so mike goes back to the basics and i want to go back to the basics with him how many my pillows do you have in your home if a vacation home, does it not yet have my pillows? Because you know, what about an Airbnb? These are perfect for Airbnbs. Because one guest sets a guest leave, you can pop the pillows into the washer, dry them, and they puff back up completely, completely clean for the guests. You can advertise that fact. So you can go to mypillow.com/slash Herman. When you do, Mike Lindell will give you the best offer ever. you receive a standard MyPillow for only $19.88. Use the promo code Herman for special deep discounts on all my pillow products. Remember that promo code Herman for discounts on all my pillow products. It's my pillow.com promo co- slash Herman promo code Herman. Go to my page at my pillow.com slash Herman. Use promo code Herman. Do you just a reminder this stuff is made in small town America. It's a hundred percent quality. It's got a 60 day money back guarantee. And it's time to start making sure we back Mike's play because he backs our sleep. Go to MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use promo code Herman to take advantage of Mike's special offer. And again, the Airbnb house, the vacation place, the second bedroom. There's the travel pillows. MyPillow.com slash Herman. Ah, the narrative. The narrative. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots uh, after pardon me after the polls close on November eighth. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this very as clear. well. We may yes. not know all the winners of elections for a few days. And since people vote early and by mail, that means that we can no longer count ballots in the same day, which we've done in this country forever, which India did. I'm sorry, but inserting needless time into things is an opportunity for fraud. When you understand how they stole the gubernatorial election in Washington state by having a whole bunch of mail-in ballots ready to go. And by the way, in the state of Washington, uh, if you if you walk up and, and claim an intersection is where you live, you can get a ballot, put your name on it, and put the intersection and vote. And maybe they'll come back and say, hey, we don't have anybody by this, uh, by this name in the voter profile, but how could they do that? Go pick a name like John Smith. I, 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 my name is John Smith. I live at 11th and Pike. How are they going to say, oh, well, this isn't, you know, we don't have a John Smith at this. Are they going to go down and search every signature for every John Smith? No. If the ballot is marked Democrat, my judgment, King County will count it. If it's marked Republican, oh, no, no matching voter. Sorry. See, I can't stand. Lack of integrity really bothers me. I, I try to figure out why is this the case? You know, with the exception of one huge lapse in, in integrity, huge. My father was a man of integrity. And he wept over that, that, that lack of integrity when he was dying. And that lack of integrity gifted me with a half-brother who is a beautiful man. And a beautiful brother. And he has a beautiful family. My dad recognized that. My mom is honest and sometimes brutally honest. Is that why? I think it's because in my life, my hurts have come from lack of integrity. Where people say one thing and they really believe it and they stand by it until they don't. I think that's where my biggest hurts in life have come. That and hypocrisy. So when I watch narrative shifting and I see us being asked to just accept the narrative shift, it drives me crazy and it distracts me. I mean, this one day a year, I I, I encourage all of us to gut check ourselves in this one day a year. How much emotional energy you have poured into this, and I have poured into this, and attention, and in many cases, work, sometimes very serious work, the, the knocking on doors, uh, holding signs, being at call centers, being involved in get-out-the-vote operations in other ways. Some people consider a lot of you know social media promotion to be work and helping campaigns, and certainly that can help. But 364 days a year, we have an election. Far more important than this one. And yet, where is my heart at today? Well, I'm trying to get it in the right place. Because the narrative is so very, very thick and so very, very obvious. This is not the worst one. This is the Associated Press and this is a bizarre video. This is put up on TikTok and it's by a a, a I, I I I'm assuming this is a woman although the makeup is so thick and I'm not trying to body shame the makeup is so thick and the eyebrows are so fake and the and and, and the video is is so filtered this well could be a man and this is this is news This is a news presentation. It's shot absolutely inches from her face, it seems. She's explaining things. When a political party loses their majority in Congress after an election, Democrats have held the majority in the House of Representatives and the Senate for the last two years, as well as the presidency. But Republicans are favored to win more seats in the House after the midterms. If Republicans win the House, they'll have the votes to decide who becomes the next Speaker of the House in January. And it won't be Democrat Nancy Pelosi. From January 3rd, Republicans would run every committee. And decide what bills come to the house floor this could make things tricky for president biden because his priorities like access to abortion and gun control would be sidelined the amount of seats each party holds in the senate is expected to be almost even after this election so president biden could have more luck with his agenda there no matter who's in charge but it's important to remember that nothing becomes law without the president's signature what happened did you hear anything about what the republicans might want to do Or did you simply hear one agenda at risk? And I can't communicate effectively enough how far this organization has shifted from news. And by the way, she is a national political director. Her name is Megan. But then there's this. And now we get to the narrative. Politico. Now, remember safest most secure election in history and if you said otherwise you're a big liar if you have questions about the integrity of 2020 you are an election denier you are to be banned from jobs there are talk show hosts guys i'm telling you there are very very popular conservative talk show hosts who are not allowed to say the election is stolen they can't they'll get fired it's it's it's, it's policy. Now, many of them don't think it was stolen, but what if you do? But here's the here's political. 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Yet there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. When were they debunked? We were told the voting machines weren't online. Then we found out they're online. They weren't connected. Then, oh yeah, they're connected. And then their servers, are, they're, they're very safe and secure, except that one guy's been arrested because his servers were in China. And he pilfered election data. And there's still absolutely no answer about the 600, 000, uh, 6, 000, or 600,000 votes the figure had gained at 4.30 in the morning. In, in simple blocks of 400, 400 here, 800 here, 1,200 here. That doesn't happen in raw data. But again, big lie, election denier, national security threat, domestic terrorist. But the political turns on a dime. And now, all of a sudden, the machines are hackable again? I can go back and pull the HBO documentary that was about selected, not elected with Al Gore And George W. Bush. And it wasn't about the hanging chads. It was about the voting machines being hackable. I can pull the demonstration that a college professor did in his class with a voting machine where people voted for president. There were a small number of votes and he went and changed them. I can pull the sounds of the Democrats on the floor of the Senate saying these machines are hackable. Then they weren't hackable. Absolutely not. They were hackable by Trump because Russia was going to hack for him. But by 2020, they were locked down and secure. They weren't even connected to the Internet. And in 2022, when things looked bad for the Democrats, all of a sudden, man, these are soft, ridiculous, soft little boxes that anybody can hack. The Politico. The Associated Press in a tweet. Quote, we have interfered and we are interfering and will continue to interfere. Russian entrepreneur Yegenvi Prozogzin admitted he interfered in the U.S. election, says he will continue to do so for the first time confirming accusations he's rejected for years. So he's meddling with that. Do you remember when it used to be that you were doing Russia's bidding? If you said anything uh, that Putin said, if you said, for instance, if you said, well, wait a minute, Putin said, and the figurehead admits Putin said, the figurehead lectured America saying, you don't want to get Russia to get kinetic. You want Russia to become belligerent, put a NATO country on their border. They'll become belligerent. The, the, The figurehead warned about that. Do you remember when you said that you were doing Putin's bidding right there? You're doing Putin's bidding. You're, you're a country denier. You're not a patriot. You you serve Putin. Or if you said, Hey, uh, just quick question. Are we sure we can afford to be pouring in what's going to end up to be a hundred billion dollars into Ukraine? Are we sure that we're good on this? It's 79 billion here. And, and another ninety billion, and that's going to be soon hundred billion, and or that's that's that would be more than hundred billion. Are you sure we can afford this? Are you sure we want troops in the ground on the ground? Okay, I get it. They're just there counting inventory. They're just there making sure that the missiles that the United States taxpayer is giving to Ukraine are actually being delivered to Ukraine and not stockpiled. Okay, fine. But there's still American service members over there. Are you sure we want this? Putin, you back Putin. This guy, this guy who works for Putin, he's he's called Putin's chef. You think that he doesn't have Vlad Putin's opinion or uh, permission to say this? You think that's not the hack? And incidentally, Associated Press, how much money do you take from the Chinese Communist Party to produce, you know, documentaries on China? How much money did you take from the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to, you know, uh, hide the fact that the mRNA injections are killing people? How much? But it's back to that. The narrative shift just bounces around. And as you watch this happen. How's your heart rate? How's your heart rate? I I have to pray constantly to not feel hatred for the American media. Truly. Because we're to love our neighbors. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Yesindia the, what's your name? Yumichi El Cinder. So Yumichi El like every other card carrying member of the Mockingbird Media, hates Ron DeSantis and hates Florida. So she decided to go down and show how terribly ridiculous Florida's voting laws are and that she's going to be uh, have her door kicked in. Because what did she do? Well, I hope. I hope they treat her like everybody else. I hope that they treat Yamichi Alcindor just like everybody else that does this certain thing because Florida has been tracking, our cracking down. <clears throat> it's, uh, God, it's, it's, I can't believe I'm reduced to drinking tea. It's it's somewhat effective. Do I sound better? They sound better? Do you know that they used to have um, radio hosts smoke cigarettes? I think I told you that, didn't I? That's a true story. They used to have us smoke cigarettes because it would give us a low, smoky voice. Yeah, you know what? I actually talked to Zach Abraham about that. Zach is on our show uh, every uh, week. Every week. So we missed him last week. He's on Fridays. He's the chief investment officer of Boer Capital Management. Every time there's a change in Congress, there's an effect on the stock market. There's an effect on oil. There's an effect on people going long and short on this or that stock or sector. There's a guy who runs a fund called the Congressional Effect. And he says he can time the market by based on who's going to be in Congress. Right, Because that's how big government is into us. But Zach Abraham at Borough Capital Management goes so far beyond that. He's doing research into how many decades it will take for us to be able to fulfill any of the promises that the the various dictators are making about electric cars. And that informs his opinion on energy and on, on precious metals. Because the need for these to be able to produce anything to get near these promises that these politicians are making. He's tracking the pharma stocks. What's going to happen now that employers are successfully being sued for injuring people by forcing them to get injected? That is happening. It all sounds chaotic, and it is. There's very little time left before the end of the year, and I'm asking you to get in touch with uh, Zach Abraham at Boric Capital Management and ch- check your portfolio and see if your portfolio will, first, will survive the chaos economy. Okay, Zach and his team will run you through that. I got to tell you, if you're talking anywhere near a 60-40 stock bond mix, don't bother calling yet. Well, do call, but just know you're not set up for the chaos economy. Abraham, my brother Zach, he focuses his firm on risk management for the chaos economy. Call him at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK, or you can go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given with a client service agreement. Board of Capital Management and Investment Advisor Representative, a Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. El <laughs> Alcindor apparently decided to commit vote fraud, <laughs> and this was all certainly in pursuit of showing how how out of control the uh, the literal Hitler. Ron DeSantis is. Incidentally, we'll talk later this week about President Trump's decision to call him Ron the Sanctimonious. Not a fan of the decision. I don't understand the calculus. And okay, it's a joke. Okay. From the Daily Wire, public information indicates that Mrs. Cinder is a resident of the District of Columbia and therefore ineligible to vote in the state of Florida. Despite this, Ms. Alc- Mrs. Cinder is registered to vote and has voted in the state of Florida. So where does this leave us? Where does it leave her? The American Accountability uh, Foundation last week filed a complaint asking Florida to investigate Cinder for potentially illegally voting in the Sunshine State and citing Cinder's online statement in 2017 that she moved to Washington, D.C., her husband's voting record and other evidence. I'm, more, quote, I'm writing today on behalf of the American Accountability Foundation to request that she immediately open an investigation into Yamiche Cinder. Or Yamichi Leon Alcinder to determine whether she has illegally voted in Florida's elections. Is this that that's racism, right? Because as a black woman, isn't she she's allowed to vote all the time, right? Isn't that part of reparations? Why wouldn't that be part of reparations? Shouldn't black people get No, I mean, legitimately, they were banned from, from, from voting. Shouldn't they get like a make good 100 years of being able to vote, let's say, in every state? now That would just be fair, right? Oh, well, women weren't allowed to vote, but that's back when there were women. How's your heart rate? When I hear about elites getting away with things that would put us in prison, uh, I am sometimes driven to distraction. Oh, speaking of prison. The people who run True the Vote, you remember when they were tossed in the can? Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, remember when they were, they were tossed into jail? A judge had said, you have to tell us the name of your source. At this voting company, this is the voting company whose CEO is is in trouble for locating his servers in China. Uh, with, With vote history being apparently purloined by the Chinese Communist Party. So they got tossed in jail because Phillips is the only guy who knows the name. He says Catherine doesn't know the name of the second informant. And what he said is the informant is a federal informant. He works for the feds. I cannot release his name because if I did, he'd be targeted for death by cartels. Secondly, what does this have to do with the trial? We're being sued for defamation. The company that they said had this, um, had invited a host of voting problems. The CEO there sued them for defamation. And the judge is saying, well, in order to con- proceed with the trial, I need the identity of this guy. Except what they're saying is no, no, You have the data. You have the data we pulled. We said this is what was in the data. We didn't base our claims upon the identity of the people who gave it to us. We said, here's what the data shows. We didn't say anything about the identity of this particular informant. Therefore, we didn't make any claims about this informant. Therefore, it doesn't matter. Where we got it, it's from a federal informant. Well, they've been let out of jail. A a, a panel of judges has said that the original judge erred in putting them in jail. They were expected to have been released on the 7th. Hopefully they're out. Yet yeah, they went to prison for looking into vote integrity issues. Yamiche Alcinder is, well, you know, not in prison. How's your heart rate? The effort that the Democrats made to make January 6th, the election, that, and abortion, that, that utterly flopped. And it communicates a great, great, great separation between Liz Cheney and her dear, dear friend, Nancy Pelosi. It communicates a great divorce between the party and the people. We've always known that, but it is so pronounced, so profound. In the, in the heads of Pelosi and her dear, dear friend, Liz Cheney, They could make January 6th into the event that was, it was Pearl Harbor, it was 9-11, all those things combined. They've said as much. There are talking heads on the left who've said that this is far worse than 9-11. There's MSNBC commentators. There's congressmen who've said, this is far worse than 9-11. It didn't resonate. Why? Well, on the right Because a lot of us know it was manufactured. Yes, the event happened. Yep, a lot of it was ugly. I hated seeing cops beat up. And incidentally, I hated seeing a woman murdered. Well, in fact, two women, one beaten to death. I hated watching that. I hate not knowing who ordered them to open the doors and let people in. I hate not having Nancy Pelosi under oath. to to describe why did you say no to extra security? I hate not having Mitchell McConnell under oath to say, hey, why did you say no to extra security? Why were the talking points ready to go? Why didn't you arrest the guy on the tower who was on the bullhorn saying, move forward, move forward, move forward? Why was Ray Epps let go when he was demanding that people go into the Capitol? Why are we to believe that John Sullivan was the only Antifa member who was there when he was an admitted Antifa member? Why did it take people like us publicizing the fact that he got paid for his videos rather than being put in jail? Why was that what cost him the money for those videos? Why was he on CNN as an honored commentator until enough of us said this guy was in the break-in? Why? I hate not having that information. And Julie Kelly writes that it wasn't supposed to be this way. What wasn't? This. If there's a poster child for Democrats' humiliating failure to make the event surrounding Jan 6, 2021 a winning issue in the midterms, it's Representative Elaine Luria from Virginia. She wrote this before the race yesterday. The two-term congresswoman is fighting for her political life in a, her life in a race now as a, as a toss-up. And we'll see what the final count says, won't we? A recent poll showed Luria tied with Republican State Senator Jen Keegans just a few weeks before the expected red wave, despite Luria's outspending Keegans by more than a two-to-one margin. It wasn't supposed to be this way. They anticipated a tough re-election for Luria. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi appointed her to the Jan Six committee. And it flopped. Other reason I think it flopped? and this is something dangerous, so I want to be careful about how I say it. I think a lot of people looked at, and I went, looked at that and said, whatevs. Whatevs. You guys are corrupt. You're all corrupt. You, you don't care about the truth. You're bankrupting us while you roll in wealth. I guess we don't care. Neither is a great position in the United States. Oh, they've earned that. They earned it by allowing Black Lives Matter Incorporated to run wild and Antifa to run wild. They earned it. Doesn't mean that we have to give it to them, but they earned it. How's your heart rate? What's at risk? At this moment as we speak, what's at risk? See, this is where I got myself a pretty harsh, helpful wake-up call. Man, I'm still kind of reeling from it. Okay, so you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been drinking this tea, and I just got some frog. All things are good. Hey, I wanted to thank the people who went by uh, Life Coffee in Coeur to talk about the fact, Coeur Idaho, that I dropped off some bone frog. They do have a bag. Don't, don't bug them about it. I asked the owner to try it. I'm trying to get Tim a foothold in retail. And no, I don't get paid for that. Nothing would happen. I would just be a friend helping a friend. See, I want to do this for Tim on on that basis because I've grown to respect so much the company he's building. I can't say this enough times because it's what other people do. Let me, let me, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if I'm informing you of anything. You may already know this, but you know how when celebrities put out their own, um, like, uh, supplements there are probably three main companies that produce supplements in the country. If it's in powdered form, basically two. And so people can reformulate that. uh, They can make it higher grade, but it's basically from two companies. Now there's some really high end stuff you can buy that doesn't come from those factories, et cetera, but people, celebrities are put their name on it and Hey, I've got my own brand of supplements and, and in social media, big wigs do this and, It's called private labeling. And all you do is create a label. You don't open a shop. You don't have staff. You have a name. You pop a name on it. uh, It ships. You get a check in the mail. You don't risk anything. Now, with a brand like Bonefrog, Navy SEAL owned, Tim's a 25-year Navy veteran. He's a Navy SEAL with great branding. Go look at the bonefrog.us website. Just take a look at it, bonefrog.us. Great story, great brand. Hires vets, works with veteran owned companies, gives money to the, um, the, the Navy SEAL Foundation for the families of fallen Navy SEALs. Great story. God Country team on the bag. He could have just gone to a company and said, Hey, sell me some coffee at wholesale. I'll mark it up. That's not something Tim Cruikshank can do. He found, got in touch with, and convinced Dave Stewart, a coffee legend, to come on board. He started Seattle's Best Coffee. He mentors them on the making of coffee. In fact, he produces some of their roasts. Tim is constantly in tasting sessions with his team as they improve their roast. Dave Stewart often included in that. That's why Bone Frog tastes like it does. It's made in small batch. That's why it might cost a little more, but look at the payoff. In other words, he did it the right way, just like you'd expect a Navy SEAL to do. Oh, in the hard way, just like you'd expect a Navy SEAL to do. It's bonefrog.us where you get 5% off subscription plans for lifetime. Bonefrog.us. See, I'm voting for my friend Tim. We have an election every minute. And let me start with my contention that there is no such thing as the secular world. There isn't. If we believe in a God of the universe who made all things, he said, light be, or more commonly said, let there be light. And there was, and he created the stars and the heavens and he created the earth and the waters and then separated the water from the land and the mountain peaks and the valleys and the animals He provided the correct mix of oxygen and carbon and nitrogen for us. He made sure that our planet was on the right axis. He was so thoughtful as to place our planet at the only place in the galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. It's the only planet from which you can observe the rest of the known universe. Did you know that? Every other planet is blocked. It can see parts of the universe, but not all of it. We're the only planet with a clear view of the universe. And then he made us in his image. And he set out some rules. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Everything else is for you. And the original politician came along and he does what he did. He distorts He distracts, he discouraged, he distorted. Surely he won't die. Well, actually, he distorted originally by saying, did God really say you can't eat anything here? And he said, no, 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 we can eat, but just not from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, what happens? Well, we'll die. Oh, surely he won't die. And he began that that journey. Well, we began it because he conned us. And it's this constant pursuit now of God trying to bring us back into the family. That election, that's on a daily basis being elected into God's family. And let me say it this way. When the Lord Jesus came and did what he did, volunteering, volunteering himself, voluntarily going through torture, the likes of which we can't imagine, And becoming sin, having all the world's previous sins, current sins, and future sins upon his body, his soul, his conscience. He who was without sin felt all of that, even as he was being scourged. And he voluntarily did it. And he defeated death. And on that day, Satan's forces had to celebrate, we did it! We killed the son of God. We're in charge. We own everything. And three days later, they learned. Yeah, you control some things on the earth. But only until people come to me. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the apostle Peter tells us, But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of Him who called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. Readopted, grafted onto the tree. We're the elect. We're the exiled elect. We're citizens of a holy nation. And this king is a perfect king, the only perfect king. And the air you breathe, he provides. And the gas you exhale, having metabolized the oxygen, he provides. And the bodies that carry the thoughts, he provides. And the pleasure of love and Adoration of another. He provides. And the cure from wants, he provides. And the wants, he provides. How's your heart rate? Now, here's the question What's at risk? In, in this election, in this holy nation, when we don't bring people into the nation, when we don't use our time on earth to make disciples, to tell people the good news, what's at risk for them? By the way, what's at risk for us? Because on Judgment Day, we could go to the Lord Jesus and say, I kept all of your commandments. I kept all of your commandments, and I listened intently at church, and I studied, and I tried not to sin, and I prayed when I did, and I was repentant, and he could say, good job. Remember when I told you to go make disciples, baptizing them in my name and teaching them to follow my word? Did you make a disciple? And you're standing before the king. And he already knows the answer. And he may say to you, you know, for you, it was hard. I saw that you tried. I know that you tried. I know that you tried. And it's the widow's might. You, you, you weren't very good at it. I love you. I love you. Welcome home. That, that's me supposing. This is me reading into what Judgment Day might be based upon my reading of Scripture. It's my interpretation. But he might just say, hey, are you kidding me? You had 60 people who worked for you. You never spoke my name. Hey, I know you had people over at your house a lot. I mean, I gave you a great big house to steward, And you were really popular. And I don't think you ever spoke my name to your friends. Were you embarrassed of me? See, we're in this election every day. And every single day, we have an opportunity to wake and put God at the very center, at the very foundation. Every single day, we have a moment and to wake up and put God right first in our mind. And guys, nine times out of 10, I fail. I wake up at 4.45 in the morning, and my first thought is, man, I cannot sleep anymore. I can't sleep in anymore. The second thought of my mind is, oh my gosh, I didn't get yesterday's show done. The third shot of my mind is, oh Lord, I'm sorry. But honest question how much more mind space do we all give yesterday? One election per year. How much? And again, this is my interpretation. Love God with your whole heart and whole soul. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Judgment day. Where we're known by our fruits. The Lord says, did you love me with your whole heart and whole soul? Yes, Father God. What about an election week? See, here's why I wanted to deliver this message to you. I was shoveling snow. And I was hating on the figurehead. I was busily hating Joe Biden. And I was thinking about the the transing of kids. Because I got another email from another listener whose kids have been captured by the trans cult. And I'm angry about that. And I'm hating on Biden. And then I'm thinking about the fact that they're jettisoning Biden. That the entire media structure is now turning on him. They intend to jettison him. And I'm hating them for that. Oh, let's wait until now. Then I realized I was hating. As I'm shoveling snow, I asked the Lord, please change my heart. Please take this from me. I'm so sorry, Father, for hating my neighbor and praying for Joe Biden. And guys, you want to know what entered my mind? Ready? God can't change Joe Biden. God can't change him. So if I were to sit down on Judgment Day today, God might say to me, how powerful am I? And yet you said, I couldn't change Joe Biden. What did you do to change him? I don't remember you praying that hard for him. Now, truly, I believe when you've accepted the Lord Jesus as your God and Savior, as your Lord and Savior, as you let him run your life, as you abide in him, when you take a wrong step and you repent and you're sincere and you repent, and you allow yourself to be changed by the Lord Jesus, and you continue to abide, I think he is anxious and and happy to forgive our sins and our missteps, and he knows it's hard for us. I'm not saying that these are going to be disqualifying moments. I'm saying this. If we really love him, and we really believe he's God, what business did I have thinking he can't change Joe Biden? Well, I mean, come on. It was election day. I hope that you reflect, as I have, on the election that we have every single minute as the exiled elect. Every second of the day, we vote by how much we allow the spirit to change us and by how obvious it is we're children of the King Most High. And that's an election none of us can afford to lose for our friends who aren't yet saved. And may God save America. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's be the exiled elect.